So some, something the populist right has done very effectively, I mean, you know, the, the populist right, the, the political version of it that I just referred to, but also, you know, the more academically oriented and, and, and economics oriented version of it, something they've done very effectively is, is to capture the broad idea of individual freedom, right? So when, when the market rules, people are free and relations are, are voluntary. Uh, when the welfare functions of the state get bigger, when more regulatory structures are put in place, uh, you know, et cetera, that's collectivism, right? And individuals become less free. But the, the garnish of, of small d democracy that that kind of rhetoric implies, I think really obscures the overtly anti-democratic and elitist conception of society that the right's most influential economic intellectuals had from the very beginning. So can you talk a bit about the this specific animus towards democracy and how that's played a role in all of this since the beginning? Oh, man. I mean, there's tons to say here. You know, Big in question, obviously, yeah. <laughs> in order to motivate this idea that like a free market economy is free in the sense that individuals are at most autonomous in a free market and um, welfareist prescriptions or whatever you want, however you want to characterize the New Deal reduces freedom because it makes people less autonomous in their economic activities. That requires, in my view, I think the move that's necessary to make it work is uh, eschewing any notion of power in uh, studying the economy and you know that means your investigations into how the economy work can't possibly be successful if you're ignoring the force that's most relevant to determining how the economy works. Um, but that's the move that they make. So you get lots of scholarship on their part that's like, well, the notion of power is uneconomic, whatever that means. So we don't use we don't like economics as a field, as a discipline, as a methodology, doesn't study that subject and doesn't include it in its modeling of reported economic outcomes um, because there's something suspicious about the overall idea that can't be entertained and like what econ economics consists of as a discipline is studying the economy outside, ignoring the concept of you know, unequal power relations between uh, actors in the economy. So that's like a through line throughout their, their work. And I think that's the thing that has gotten them I mean, obviously into empirical trouble. Um, and I think that's the thing that they're having trouble kind of covering up for now. I think, as you said, like notwithstanding Friedmanite type populistic rhetoric about individual autonomy stemming from uh, unconstrained relations in the economic sphere, you know, they are very deeply anti-democratic and that is a legacy of the 19th century. So that is a direct through line of elite orthodox economics from the 1870s right to the present day, including in the 30s and 40s, where people on the right of the economics profession disdain democracy and view the exercise of democratic rights as subverting the natural economic order. So like, right, I mean, this is highly salient right now because the these same people are kind of embarked on an exercise of trying to say that the progressive economists that were the predecessors of institutionalism or the or, you know espoused uh, eugenicism and the reduction of individual freedom in service to the state um, whereas classical economics of the 19th century were like the true egalitarians who were actually like hashtag actually anti-racist you know because they didn't think that people should be consigned to certain roles in the economy based on their background or function, the household. So like what that that's a, an elaborate way of saying that like actually allowing child labor rather than prohibiting it is egalitarian. Disdain for democracy, as I said, is a through line. They just don't view the political sphere and the democratic sphere as a place where autonomy or rights are exercised or should be exercised. So at the same people who are like, oh yes, child, children should be free to supply their labor. Like we can't have a free market without uh, child labor. Like 
be damned if, you know, not only is that exploitative of children, but it reduces wages for uh, working age people. That's their notion of freedom. Their notion of freedom definitely does not include everyone voting in an election. So they were in favor of restricting the franchise and, you know, they were in favor of executing trade unionists. I mean, all manner of things that a normal person would think definitely fall under the category of, of freedom, they view as threats to the social order and therefore freedom goes out the window if, uh, you know, if those things are the result of it. 